Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mud Show Dirt Sheet, competitive fantasy booking by two high guys in the Target demo. I am the good guy, Ryan Peterson, and I am joined, as always, the James Worry Low to my Ricky Starks, Tim Ross. Wow. Uh, for the eight people who's going to know who that is, that's the guy who told Ricky Starks, come sit on my couch. I have a very nice leather couch, and you can come and sit on my very nice leather couch on Twitter. And made Ricky Stark so uncomfortable that he had to tweet a picture of himself making a yucky face. He had to he had to find a picture that someone took of him looking uncomfortable so he could show how comfortable uncomfortable he was. Also, if you're trying to thirst trap and get some people on Twitter here, number one, don't invite them to sit on your comfortable couch. You know, talk about the other cool things that you got at your house. Like, hey. You want to come over and see my 15101 Kenny Omegas? That might get somebody in the door. Then you then you move to the couch, James. Come on, man. Because yeah, uh, Kenny Omega 1 of 1 is a conversation starter. You know? <laughs> That's right. You know what's not a conversation starter? A comfy hey, couch. Hey, I have a very comfortable couch. Yeah. That's a night finisher in the old playbook in my days. Yeah, generally speaking, when somebody is talking about their very comfortable couch, they're trying to get you to help them load it into a van, and that's not good. But you know what else isn't good, Ryan? Friday Night Dynamites, man. Man, goddamn do I hate Friday Night Dynamite. It's like we worked out our schedules so that we could record this podcast Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday for Wednesday Night Dynamites, and now we're sitting here on a Friday morning before I got to go to work recording podcasts on a pre-taped show that we could find the fucking answers to. Yeah, uh, not great. Not great. Hey, speaking of not great, uh, I know it's been a little while since we cut a, a former podcast. Sure. Uh, but the the stakes of the punishment have been raised because as a result of my 48-hour vegan diet, yeah. I fully shit my pants last <laughs> week. <laughs> I didn't realize we were going to mention that on air, but I'm glad you did, man. Like, can, I, can I say something? Sure. Ever since I watched Bo Burnham's comedy special, I've been really into vulnerable art. Yeah, so, yeah. Deal. So, Deal. So this is me coming clean, man. First time in my, like, eight-year adult life since senior year of high school, like, greased the fucking underpants. Kept the pants, though, so it wasn't that bad, but... And I'm going to tell you something. Like punishments go in this case, dude, I had a great time being vegan for two days, so much so that I was actually talking to people about possibly going plant-based for two days a week just to do it. Dude, I was actually thinking the same thing. Like, two days a week, easy peasy. Reduce the carbon footprint and... Probably lose a little fucking weight because the only thing I like to eat is meat. Yeah, and see, I went, I went peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with some almond milk, and then sofritas for dinner, and then I didn't want to eat anything else because I couldn't have ramen or Taco Bell or the good stuff that I enjoy. And for those of you who want to say, "Oh, Ryan, you can have Taco Bell," get a cheesy potato, spicy cheesy potato burrito or whatever. No cheese. No cheese, and it's like, dude. The best part about the potato soft taco is the fact that there's dairy product on it. Yeah, it, it's crazy to me. Could that you people, imagine having that without cheese? People are like, yeah, Taco Bell, man. Taco Bell is fine for vegans. And then it's like potatoes in a tortilla, and that's it? <laughs> or be, or beans, but you don't really like beans. Yeah, I'm certainly not getting a refried bean and that's it tortilla at Taco Bell. But let's uh, let's talk about the show. Uh, yeah. Every week, haven't we, haven't heard from us since Revolution. We're not going to give you a whole or no double or nothing. Whoops, <laughs> sorry, it's been a little bit, man. Uh, it, haven't heard from us from double or nothing, and that's because it, the the product on Friday nights is not that great. In a word, uninspired is how the Friday night product has made me feel. And hey, credit to Tony. Last week we got Andrade. That's good. <sighs> I'm going to tell you something. There is. Not many things in this world that still make me pop like Andrade did. I, Tim, we were texting, and I was texting you, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, spoiler, because you were working. It was like 1 a.m. when I was getting around to it, and then Andrade walks out on your television, grabs the microphone from Vicky, and just cuts an English promo. Yep, on Dynamite. And if you're going to give me one of those every Friday, I guess it's fine. But please move back to Wednesdays. I don't care if it means you move to TBS. I don't. I don't. I have the cable package, Tony. I'll watch it on TBS. But you know when I can't watch it? Friday when I'm at work and the work TVs don't get TNT. 
I'm looking at spoilers on my phone while I'm supposed to be pitting, and that's not a good look. I mean... For nobody. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to level. Cash I, 100. Yeah. Go, go right ahead. Uh, it's not like it's fine, <laughs> but... <laughs> but Bring Dynamite back to Wednesdays. Bring this show back to its former glory. We're going to fantasy book this card front to back uh, like it was on a Wednesday, and we gave a shit about it. And then we're going to do the viewership and demographic over-under like we end every show with. I have no idea how Dynamite performs on Fridays. Uh, I've seen the numbers, so I'm going to base it on that. But it... it, I mean... it. To to say that to say that we are we're one of us is going to get punished. Yeah, and it's not fair. Yeah, you know. It, yeah, it's 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 one of those weeks where no matter who loses, nobody wins. And in the spirit of that, this week's podcast punishment is do a TikTok dance, and it'll be fine. We'll do a TikTok dance. It'll be fine. Yeah, I'll do a TikTok dance, but I'm not downloading TikTok for it. Yeah, somebody has TikTok. I'm sure. I'll make a tick. I'll make a podcast TikTok. Could you, could you imagine like you bust your ass doing a TikTok dance, and that's how we go viral? Ugh. These two wrestling nerds tried to make a TikTok. Just killed the weekend TikTok dance. But AEW Dynamite. Here we are. Uh, we're gonna. We both agree on the curtain jerker because. You can't do anything than open a show with Hangman Page anymore. Yeah, so we got the only thing Dynamite is. It's just like we have Hangman. You guys like Hangman, right? And in the spirit of that, we have Hangman Page and Dark Orders Ten versus Powerhouse Hobbs and Brian Cage. And boy, is this just Tony Khan parading all of the beef he's got? He's like, look at this, look at this, Tony. And then look at this. Tony Khan is the butcher in this case, yeah. and he is just he's standing over his case proudly, letting you know what he has. Four prime cuts here. Imagine being Hangman Page and being the least muscly guy in a match. It's honestly unbelievable. And I th- what we're getting here is we're getting two people fucking a can't, can't have, have it. it, can't have it, can't win with it. I think what we're going to get here is you got two guys who are kind of on the edges of their stables right now. You got Hangman, who's painting pictures of himself with some stick figure friends in the background. Uh, Another one up. of my takes you just ate with No, me. you put it on the last podcast. I'm just I did bringing us back into it. Yeah. Wow. You literally have that into a microphone. I'm so proud of I'm myself being, for that. I'm being very nice. And then you got Brian Cage, who is clearly on the outs with uh, Team Taz. And, you know, maybe he'll just take that FTW belt with him and get rid of it into an ocean or something. Um, but, but I mean, I think you're going to get a lot of that. I think you're going to get a lot of just um, two teams that aren't cohesive in being a unit. And it's going to cause both of them to almost lose. And then one of them will. Yeah, uh, I for sure have Page and 10 to win here. There's no reason to break out FTW and have them get a win. And I think it's just time. You know, Brian Cage is clearly not thriving in the role he was given. Uh, kind of feels like he wants to do ba- babyface stuff. And, hey, more power to you on that because you're... Who better? Who better? Uh, and if you want to do a program where Powerhouse Hobbs wins the FTW title from Brian Cage, it might make me give a shit because those are two big, beefy boys I'd like to see go at it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, book it like that. Uh, Hangman and 10 win here. Buckshot Lariat off of a FTW team miscommunication. And see you later, Brian Cage. Good luck in all your future endeavors, as uh, the most popular wrestling company in the world says. You got anything to add? The only thing that I'm going to say about that is that I think you and I are in Twitter enough that since this is pre-taped, if Brian Cage was kicked out of FTW, it would have already been we would have already known this. Like, it wouldn't just be silent. Unless AEW, like, there was enough fans there, you know, that somebody would have tweeted it, Brian Cage just got kicked out of, you know. Or maybe maybe this one's live and the next one's taped. I have no idea. 
<laughs> Friday Dynamite, guys. Friday we, fucking Dynamite. We don't man. do the research. Yeah, we've already told you that. Don't add us, okay? We we've and and you won't. No, <laughs> you won't, and that's cool. Yeah, we appreciate that. We appreciate the lack of Twitter communication because it makes our job easier. Yeah. And I'm being very sarcastic about that. Feel free to add us at Dirt Sheet Pod at Tex Mahogany. First pluggers of the show. Good work. Uh, I I think we're going to move right on from that. Uh, after Page and Cage, we're going to get another Cage and we're going to get Christian Cage versus on Helico. You know what's crazy about this? It's going to be good. Uh, you know what's crazy about this, Ryan? And. I I've been saying this, but Angelico is billed with someone at ringside for him, and it's not Jack Evans, and that's fucking crazy because he still comes out to the hybrid two music. It's like Angelico, very good. Does he come out to the hybrid two music? Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the last time I watched him wrestle. So and he does the he does the Bernie thing, you know, the weekend at Bernie's dance. Oh yeah. And then I'm he good does, at that one. Is that a TikTok dance? No. Damn it. Uh, but yeah, man, on Helico is cool. The Yave style, the the submissions, the mat work. Uh, I'm into it. That's what Christian Cage should be doing because he is a technician, but he's he's getting up there in age, you know. And rolling around is probably the thing he does the best. So put him in there, babyface in peril, you know. Make him look good, not tap into a bunch of stuff that a lot of the roster would tap to. Hit a kill switch, get it over with. Eight minutes, no commercial break. Yeah, man, you said something in there that um, that really got me, and you said it a couple of times. You said, you know, and no, man, I don't, because I don't watch Angelico, and I don't like Christian that much. Uh, so, no, man, I don't. I don't know. Angelico's fine. Like, it, I want to like him because I watched him do one dive in Triple A, and I was like, I'm the, "Yep, I'm gonna follow, Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give that guy another chance." And I've given him chance after chance after chance, and it's just like with the kick pads that are the bright colors, the gear, like it. Something needs to change for me to want to do this. Like Private Party changed their outfits, and they became a hundred times better wrestlers. So maybe just take the spandex and the kick pads off of them, and I'd like him more, and put him in trunks or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know? like Muay Thai shorts, and that would be fine. And But get him away from Jack Evans. The, the hybrid two, an early signing for AEW, just one of the things that it turns out didn't work that well, man. And like... Jack Evans will say it himself on Twitter, not been the best, yeah. you know, and that being the case, you got a guy who can clearly work a little bit, maybe try something different for him, maybe give him a shot. You and, know? I, and I think Jack Evans has his place too. Like, I think he'd be a great lineup for like the early matches of like Sammy going singles and for Jungle Boy going singles in his warm up to, you know, someone, uh, someone who makes the smaller guys look a little bit bigger. And can put on some offense and take some offense because Jack Evans can move, but again, it's just uh, Jack. Evans, what are they doing? Jack Evans could move. You know, he's one of those guys that might have had it and you know might not still have it because he does a four fifty and you like that. So yeah, but he also does a four fifty that makes <laughs> Ten's face bleed very bad, and I don't like that. True. Even though I do kind of like that, you know. Because it was a very good look, yeah. but you probably shouldn't be, you know, kneeing dudes in the face when you do a flippy do. And that's my opinion on Jack Evans. Yeah, uh, and Ed Helco and Christian Cage's match. Yeah. I don't think if they're going to only spend eight minutes and no commercial break on it, we don't need to spend minutes on it. Yeah, I couldn't agree. The problem is this is a two-hour show and it's going to be an eight-minute podcast. But <laughs> we got a couple things that we're going to like in here. I think after that match, you're going to get probably a couple of people talking. Maybe we get a couple people at once, but you got a lot of people with a lot of announcements on this show. And the first one, I think we're going to go with Cody Rhodes. What do you think Cody Rhodes is going to announce? I don't know. Like fingers crossed that he's running for Congress in the Georgia twenty seventh. Because it's the only way I'm going to care. It's it's the only way I'm going to care, man. Like, Cody has been so bad in the past two months that he ruined a surprise... Not ruined, by the way, but like, 
dampened the effect of a surprisingly good Anthony Agogo debut. Yep. Like, that match was better than it had any right to be. So much so that the mediocre patriotic versus foreigner heel shtick actually lowered the quality of the match. Yep. So, like, I don't know what Cody's got to say here. It sure as hell seems like he's going to continue to feud with Anthony Agogo. So, just announce you're running for Congress, man. Like... Why are you a patriot now? Yeah, that's that's the thing about Cody is that like maybe just lean into the fact that these guys hate you because you've been putting yourself over and just become the fucking box man. Like you know it, it for for those of you fucking marks on Twitter that thought Cody should have lost to a gogo and that he was putting himself over, you're fucking moron. Uh, Anthony Agogo cannot win his debut match against Cody Rhodes. He can win his third fifth eighth match whatever on on yeah, you can at, knock what is the next one all tag, out yeah you can knock him out cold on a tag match at dynamite yeah but exactly man i i said this to bring it back to something i know i said two weeks ago on the podcast Three months ago, Pentagon told Cody Rhodes, I'm going to break your arm so that you can't hold your baby daughter. And we got one match, and that's it. It's like, what are you even doing, man? It, it, you know? MAGA. <laughs> I, the more we talk about it, the more I'm convinced Cody is fully a patriot. And I mean that. In the way I said in it. In the worst sense of the fucking word. Yeah. I mean, I, a lot of American flags, man. A lot of American... Got one tattooed on his neck. And you know how many people have American flags tattooed on their neck that I'm like, that's someone I want to talk to about what America is. Zero. <laughs> Zero. So, Cody, just do something else, please. Yeah, just just lean into the fact that these are your former students trying to beat you up and stop leaning to the fact that, you know, like you're protecting America from the British. Like you're not. Yeah. <laughs> like, Anthony Agogo willingly chooses to live in America instead of work in Britain, which he was doing full time. Like yeah. Yeah. what like what are we doing, man? Like Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes was two years ago. What has Cody done since losing to Jericho that's been, like, good and cool and interesting? TNT title run was good. Yeah, I mean, losing to Brody was good, but after that, it was kind of sus, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, the first title run where he went against all those indie guys, like, that was an incredible run for three months, yeah, you know, until yeah, yeah. he lost to Brody. And that, I mean, that was seven months ago. Longer. Know? longer like 10 June? months ago nearly a year it was right before all out well it was a year when he won the belt because he wanted a double or nothing against yep. lance archer right and then he went on a two three month yeah oh. but you get what i'm saying man like cody Rhodes stuff has been pretty hit and miss in AEW, man like and the stuff that really leans into cody wanting to tell a story and be this big emotional baby face character has kind of been consistently the worst stuff. He needs to turn heel. He needs to turn heel. He needs to start talking to the Bucks again and being on BTE. Yeah. But we all know that everybody says everyone's mad at Cody. Uh. And, you know, so I get it. Because uh. Cody is a network guy now. He's got, oh, yeah. he's got a show and a reality show and he's judging a show. And it's like... Doing a lot that isn't wrestling. Yep. And also feuding with Anthony Agogo. And I don't think those things are as unrelated as they'd like us to be, <laughs> you know? Yep. So, yeah, Cody, tell me that you're running for Congress or tell me that you're turning heel. But don't tell me that you're a babyface fighting Anthony Agogo still because I'm not interested in that particularly. Correct. Now I think we're going to move on to a wrestling match and then... I'm going to say, thanks, Grizzy. Um, and then I think that maybe we do a little extra bet. on uh, Lance Archer is making a match this evening. Who do you think it's going to be against? Fuego del Sol. 
Jesus. Sure. I don't know. Somebody small that he can do a throw to. Sure. Who do you um, think it's going to be against? Danny Limelight. That'd be fine. Same kind of concept. Yeah. yeah, man, we're on the same page here. Danny Limelight, Fuego Del Sol. It's just somebody for Lance Archer to squash so he can get a win on Dynamite. And then he'll say some stuff about how his time is coming, setting up his next feud with uh, 10 of the Dark Order, I guess, or uh, Matt Hardy's faction, or... <clears throat> Back in the chair. Are we still talking about Lance Archer? Or are we done? Yeah, you got takes, right? You got some Lance Archer. Some takes? Lance Archer takes. I just the stuff he did with Miro was good. I just don't know if he ever has a time. So to continuously say that his time is coming, maybe maybe his time is against John Moxley for the U.S. Champ Championship or something like that. Something that you can broadcast on Dynamite. Somebody that you can give the belt while John's on maternity leave too. But I guess he already is. I don't know. It's what are you doing with these big guys sometimes? You know, it seems like it seems like they know everything to do with this with the smaller to medium sized guys, but they're not quite sure how to use just physically big guys, which is why I think you see Tony hiring Paul White. I think it's why you see Tony hiring Mark Henry. I've always been a person that if I don't know how to do something, I put people in position who do. And I feel that Tony might be doing that with some of these bigger giant guys that he's hiring is to do work with Lance Archer, do work with Powerhouse Hobbs, do work with guys like this to make them giants, you know, things of that sort. Yeah, Lance Archer has been good in the ring all the time. As consistently and reliably as Lance Archer has been uninteresting out of the ring. So just like, tell me what his next thing is. And do the matches, because <laughs> Lance Archer is a good wrestler. He is good at wrestling. The the school, you know, the old school into the moonsault thing. Mwah, love it. Mm-hmm. Love a love a razor's Tight edge. rope walk. Yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing. Wonderful. I don't need to hear his music hit and watch him walk out, and then Jake the Snake Roberts sort of peter out behind him. You know what I mean? He's a guy that should probably just wrestle, so just let him wrestle, you know? And, you know, they're giving him a squash match on Dynamite, so maybe that's what they're doing, is just letting him wrestle, and that's fucking great, because Lance Archer's good at wrestling, I like to watch Lance Archer wrestle. Maybe we get an Ethan Page-Lance Archer thing, a battle for the Ego's Edge versus the uh, thing that Lance the, Archer does. The Everybody Dies, is that what it's called? feel like that's what it's called but i would like yeah that'd be fine with me man because uh, men of the year got nothing to do other than that so put it on give team handsome something to do yeah a much better name than men of the year true is just handsome true because nobody would look at team handsome and be like i wonder what their shtick is but you hear men of the year and you're like are, are those the same guys as the wingmen but no, because you would remember, ah, handsome, right. Speaking of men of the year, their current feud uh, continues to still be going with Sting and Darby Allen. It seems like at the pay-per-view, we didn't get a lot of uh, ends of feuds. We got more continuations with everybody, which, you know, is fine. I don't think every pay-per-view needs to be the end-all of feuds, but kind of wish this one was. Can I say something, man? Sure. And this is going to be spicy. Sure. Sting's kind of over with me after Revo after Uh-oh. Double or Nothing, man. Oh, and I had a lot of shit in my mouth about a sixty-one-year-old wrestling shit. Oh yeah, and I fuck, man. I showed my ass. Sixty-one-year-old man had a fine, your shit-covered ass <laughs> had a fine wrestling match. You know, it like kind of went a little bit and like took the offense. Was safe. Moved around was not a bore to watch. You know what I mean? What what was wrong with Sting's match with Men of the Year? Why wouldn't you want to see, I don't know, Ethan Page beat Sting in a singles match on a semi-pay-per-view card? Because AEW never gives me Ethan Page winning anything. He doesn't ever give me Scorpio Sky winning anything. It's constantly Darby Allen and Sting winning. Like, give me... Exactly, right? Exactly what you said. Give me Ethan Page winning. Give me 
Team Handsome winning. Stop. Sting's not going to be tag team champion at 62. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Careful. And he doesn't. Careful and, what you wish for. <laughs> and he doesn't need to be AEW tag team champion. He doesn't need to wrestle weekly. It's like give us Sting as a little special treat. Yeah. Give him I, as like the give him as the crow in um in Brandon Lee's The Crow or the crow watches over Darby or something like that. But don't give me like as if the crow had special powers and eats the eyeball out of that lady, which it does. Grizzy is being like literally out Why? of control today. <laughs> the cat, you guys don't understand what the cat's doing. Normally, she's a super helpful producer, but she is just being kind of all up in our shit today. Like super scratchy at doors, super all up in the keyboard, trying to stop the recording. It's like, who's it for, Grizz? Who, who is it for? We're the only ones. Here. It's not for Tim. It's not for me. You're who's not even for? looking at me now. Who's it for, Grizz? Here's my thing. Sure. Is I couldn't agree more, man. Sting, we deserve him as a little treat. And he has been on every episode of Dynamite since he debuted, which is way too much for anybody, let alone the 61-year-old man. He dude, can go. He- dude, when the lights go out on a debut now, I just assume that it's fucking Sting coming out. <laughs> and you're not wrong. And you're not wrong, Ryan. But if... A continuation of the feud with Sting and Darby, who are the most, like, TV-focused bit in AEW, means that I continue to get to see Ethan Page's handsome face on Dynamite? I I guess, you know, I guess. I I would rather see handsome faction, Scorpio and Ethan Page, Feuding with Sting and Darby on Dynamite than two like Dark Order baby faces on Dark or wherever it would be, because because they're just not ready, you know. They're not they. Scorpio has consistently not been as ready as you want him to be, and this you know this is the vehicle that launches this. He's shown up in every big match. Couldn't agree more. You know, couldn't agree more. He's over with me, man. But like. That's not the demo, you know? That's that's not viewers. And you know who the viewers in the demo like is Darby and Sting. So put, a, put him in there with Handsome Faction, man. It's fine. It's fine. I get it. It's fine. Yeah, is Team Handsome ever going to win? No, Probably. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, God, I hope so, Ryan. I would love to see some wins stacked up on Ethan Page. Don't accuse me of not being an Ethan Page, Mark. I texted you yesterday about how handsome he was. I was going to mention to the to the listeners at you know my work or at home, uh, it, when you texted me, he's like, I cannot believe how handsome Ethan Page is. I was like, dude, I saw him live and I followed him on every fucking Thirst Trap Insta or Chris. It's, it's literally, I followed him on every piece of social media so I could see it. You know, it's... The boy, whew. Handsome boy. Uh, boy, does he, does he know, know it, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like that his, uh, I watched an episode of his vlog, <laughs> So Handsome Is He, and his vlog subheader is fake name, no gimmicks, which means he's just an arrogant bastard in real life, yeah. and I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's people who play their character 100% of the time. Like yeah. like Ricky Starks when he no-sold the hot chip that he didn't eat on BTE. Um, <laughs> I mean, true. Uh, cock. I don't know who's worse on this podcast. Uh, me or Grizz. But I, what I was going to say is like possible title for the show here, but like, dude, I'm not trying to be negative all the time here on AEW, but like this show's half-talking. Yeah. Like, this is an episode of Raw, man. Sting and Darby Allen, what do you have to announce? Do you have to announce that you are going to be trying to get the tag belts? Then announce that. Like, but I don't, if you're just going to have Sting out there to get interrupted by Ethan Page again, it just is what it is. Like, yeah, I hear you. you. I hear you. I don't need this for no reason. But as long as it's a thing, I guess it's fine because Sting can go. And I'm less frustrated about the Sting stuff than I was three weeks ago when I thought he was just a plain old 61-year-old man. Yeah. Uh, Can we talk about something I actually want to talk about? I'm hoping that you're going to do the Bucks match. No. I was going to end with Miro and... No, I want to talk about the Pinnacle. Oh, see, I was going to go match, talking, match. But yeah, we can go go talking, 
match match. match. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. We we'll can just... go match talking match. We could go match match talking. There are a lot of options, Ryan. What what do you want to do? Match Let's... match talking? You want to do talking match match? We can do talking match match. Okay. Because uh, these are the only people that I like to hear talk all the time. Is yeah. <laughs> is MJF and Cash and Dax and. You could combine all the talking in this show and just give the time to these guys, but Tully needs to not have the microphone. Couldn't agree more. Just have MJF, Cash, Dax, and Sean Spears do a blue-collar comedy tour hour on this show. Four guys sitting on stools, crowd just heat. Wardlow shirtless flexing the entire time. Yep, because it's fantasy booking, we can say all of this, but... Man, what do you have to say as the pinnacle after you lose a stupid cinematic match to the inner circle? Uh, which, which in kayfabe, I understand, had to happen the way it did. But, like, please tell me we're going to get these people away from each other. Or please tell me that we're going to get a dedicated tag team, Santana and Ortiz, and Cash and Dax feud. Because that would be awesome yeah you're gonna get you're gonna get that i think what we saw from the inner circles promo last year last week is that this is not over and they started challenging each other out individually and i think you're gonna probably get a clean sweep from the pinnacle except for one match when all these go actually no i guess two matches because i think proud and powerful might be your next tag champs yep i Um, i 100 agree with that take ryan and i've been saying it since the first time i saw santana be a good dad on twitter yeah uh but i think you're gonna get sean spears beating uh or you're gonna get sammy beating sean spears and then you're gonna have proud and powerful beat ftr ftr and then now that i'm looking at it is that you're you can't have wardlow beat jake hager in a octagon ring but mjf doesn't take a loss to chris jericho for sure but but you're definitely getting the sort of this feud is going to be a you know, probably leading up to Jericho MJF again at All Out is the next one in Chicago, um, and maybe it's like a you you leave once you lose or something like that because that is the end of Jericho's contract too. Is I think this summer. Yeah, I I don't know the particulars of Jericho's contract, but I do know that he's not going to beat MJF in a singles match because that would be, uh, you know. Shingo Takagi beating Kazuchika Okada's levels of pissing in my mouth, which I I just can't have two promoters doing at once. It's insane. Uh, but you know, here's what if if they're gonna do a shoot fight in an octagon, which if you're gonna bill it as an MMA match, and Jake Hager is an MMA fighter. I don't know. Just let him shoot fight, I guess. <laughs> I guess. And if Wardlow beats Hager in a shoot fight, good for him, I guess. Because don't... Just like... Santana and Ortiz are your next tag team champions. So they gotta win. And I think they could still be the next tag team champions and lose that match, though. I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it, but I think it, it would... It would allow... FTR to go try to take the belts earlier, maybe at like your uh, quarterly bigger show, you know, maybe that Charlotte show or something like that, um, and then lose at home because you lose at home. Yep. And then, and then you have Proud and Powerful work their way up because Proud because you know they would drop off the list. Can, can I can I hop right in here and say something? Yeah. The only person in the pinnacle who needs to win immediately is MJF. And he's gonna. Yeah. So the rest of them, chop it 500 however you feel is the safest for the people that need to be protected. But for the love of God, don't let MJF lose a singles match. MJF doesn't take a singles match and loss until Hangman Page in Revolution of next year. That's I'm good. I'm continuously with that. I'm going to stick with that booking. That's good. I like that booking. But yeah, uh, and let let the guys in this group who cut good promos, again, namely MJF, Dax, Cash, and Sean Spears, do that, and we're, and we're good, you know? 
Also, Tully, stop offering up hookers to your stable. It's not the 80s, man. That was wild. <laughs> I like how Dax immediately. I, Tully, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking AEW is so weird sometimes. We're the most woke wrestling promotion that's ever lived. Uh, hey, we're going to come down with like 15 hookers for five guys, all right? And we're going to call them the best looking girls in the city, but you got to show them from a distance because they're not. They're Jags cheerleaders. They're they're good. They're good. They're you know <laughs> Tony Khan. It's like a them. Florida eight. <laughs> Florida eight's a Minnesota fucking eleven. Well, it's true. Fucking twice. Fifteen minute warning. Yep. Speaking of fifteen minute warnings, let's move on to some wrestling match. The the tr- the the tags or the triple the what is that trios trios yeah that's it fucking Christ. i got you baby boy don't worry about it fucking hey hey do you want to go inside the ropes and help out your friend and say what a trio is <laughs> yeah uh a trio is a tag team plus a single star that isn't doing anything right now and uh in the case of the bucks that single star who isn't doing anything right now brandon cutler <laughs> <laughs> did you like that <laughs> Oh shit! Like and, that, then, and then the single star who isn't doing anything this week that's teaming with half of Death Triangle or two thirds of Death Triangle. Yeah, you damn right. Is fucking Eddie Kingston. Yeah, you damn right it is, right? Fucking always Eddie Kingston. I, the one guy that we interact with on Twitter all the time posted something saying, "Now oh, you have to watch it so you can watch Eddie's promo." And it's like, what's Eddie gonna say like about Penta and Pac? He's been fucking. Uh, uh, will they won't they will they it's like ross and rachel with penta and eddie yeah and then you have if you're gonna put the bucks in a trios match and you're (laughs) like i'm gonna put them in a trios match against pentagon yeah and pack yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and not the third member of that faction (laughs) that's literally called death triangle oh but Eddie Kingston, who's in a tag team with a different guy. It's like... Eddie Kingston <laughs> isn't even a single star. He's not even in Death Triangle, which is a, a, a literal faction that you started so you could do good trios matches. Yeah, but then Phoenix got hurt. Okay, so call, call the Laredo kid then. You know what I mean? <sighs> You got that working relationship with New Japan called um, Bandito. Yeah. Or is he Ring of Honor now? It doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? But <laughs> Who gives a shit? Fucking Eddie Kingston again? Put Fuego Del Sol here. Put Fuego Del Sol in Ray Phoenix's ring gear. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, can we stop and get Ray Phoenix? We have Ray Phoenix in all <laughs> You got got a Coke in that fridge? No, I got a Shasta. (laughs) I got an RC. (laughs) Uh, How about uh, RC Andrade and and Charlotte Flair that I sent you from (laughs) the beauty salon last Sunday? (laughs) (laughs) He was wearing wearing a shirt that said Justice or Witness on it. And I was like, huh, what's that? And then as he's walking away, it was a God thing. And he was a pastor. And like the lady also worked at... It was... Clear what was going on. Seem, if I'm going to say what it was, seems pretty gross. <laughs> it looked pretty. Like it was, but it was under. Yeah, <laughs> RC Andrade and Charlotte Flair were getting pedicures can at the I, same place. Can I say me. something? Yep. Uh, I know this card isn't great, but that probably shouldn't be an excuse for us to just pop each other for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it, man. Uh, yeah. We've already done it for how long? Yeah, you know, in that neighborhood. Uh, the Bucks win here, right? Because you can't. I mean, unless you want Pentagon to pin Brandon Cutler, which I'm hoping that we get Eddie Kingston pinning Brand Cutler, and then we get some sort of feud running off of that. <laughs> Just get Eddie Kingston over by having him beat up the Bucks young boy. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, you know what you're going to get here. You're going to get Frankie Kazarian running in and beating up Brand Cutler is probably what you'll get. Or Matt or Nick, because he can't get to Nick yet. Well, he can't get to the real guys yet. Yeah. He hasn't he hasn't worked his way through all the underlings yet. Yeah. So and I'll tell you what. Brand Cutler has that broken orbital bone. 
he's he's done wearing the mask, so I think he might be on the mend. But I'll tell you what, Matt Jackson versus Frankie Kazarian singles match. That's going to be just fine. Yeah, does some stuff for me, man. So if you're further in the Kaz angle and you're giving me like 80 to 90% Young Bucks versus Pac and Penta, this will be fine. Yeah. I agree 100%. I I don't have a lot to add. This is one of those matches that when, you know, four of the six guys are in the ring, you're going to go, whoa, that's that's good. You know, and when two of the guys are in the ring, you're going to be like, kind of got to take a piss. <laughs> could could move on to the other stuff. Yeah. Go back to the other four guys, <laughs> yeah. please. Yeah. And whatever you do where you're crossing the two bad guys with the four good guys, not great either. Just keep the four good guys in there. I don't need to see Eddie Kingston versus Matt or Nick. I don't need to see Eddie Kingston versus Brand too much. You know, yep. just and I certainly don't need to see Brand versus Pentagon unless it's Pentagon pinning Brand, and, and then that's fine. In fact, maybe what you maybe what you get to see here is Frankie comes out at the intros and just puts Brandon Cutler through a table off the stage or something like that, and then it's a two on three match. And that'd be that, fun too. That'd do more for me actually than I thought it would. Yeah, I've I'm, talked my way into some pretty decent wrestling takes on this show. I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah, Bucks win. Yeah, uh, nothing dumb here. Or you get a Brand Cutler loss, and then maybe Eddie Kingston takes the BTE title with him. Yeah, let's talk about the main event. The most interesting thing on the card to me: Miro versus Evil Uno. This will be just fine if their Twitter interactions have been any indication. <laughs> Because I don't both know, are good on Twitter. Both are very good on Twitter, and I don't know if you watched Miro cut a one-minute promo video that he edited Lightning into. Yep, oh, and yeah. then Evil Uno also cut a one-minute promo that he edited Lightning into. The whole thing is just set up to be just fine, and you know, credit where credit's due. This is not Evil Uno's probably perceived role in AEW is just like a baby face who can take a loss to get Miro some heat, but he stepped right up and worked. You know what I mean? The only bad thing about this match is that it was given as a birthday present to John Silver. You know, like the, the build up to the match isn't like the, the way the match was made isn't the way I would want it. You know, it's, it's fine. And it's in, and we're to here now where it's going to be good, but I'll tell you what I don't need out of this. And that's on the road to we're building it up as a another thing that's like a tribute to Brody, a thing to this. And in listen, we've had this enough times. You know, we've had it with ten. We've had it with everybody else who's challenged for the of how much Brody believed in me. You know, and it's like you beating that horse a lot. And I'm not I know that you have to because honestly, I think without Brody Lee, I don't know if Stu Grayson and Evil Uno would still be in this company. If Brody Lee wouldn't have taken over the Dark Order and done with what done what he did with these guys, I don't know if they'd still be in the company. They they could have been released by now. And it's great what they've done to take this role and and credit to credit to them, you know, because they deserve it. They they've worked hard to get to this point and. It's going to deliver because Uno does hilarious shit in the ring, and he is a performer at 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 his core. He's a performer in the ring, and it's you know I hope he starts with that boot over the referee that Brody used to do and stuff like that, and we get some tributes to it. But I just think on these road two, stop building it up when these guys are going to continuously lose. You know, yeah. maybe until you get to Hangman, and then maybe we see that Hangman and Brody had some more conversations than we all saw or something of that sort you know yeah you hope some of that exists and you do hope that you stop with the brody tributes for just like one minute because evil uno is good and to to like to say that his rise and him being over and him getting the pop he did at the pay-per-view in front of the live crowd is all just because he's in the dark order and Brody died is a disservice to him, you know? And and that's the way they portray a lot of these dark order guys yep. is just like, I'm in the faction that Brody was in and Brody is dead now, but we still love Brody. Yep. It's like, let's progress. Imagine what could have happened to the Dark Order when Brody died. They could have just fallen apart and all been just dog shit. You know, they could have just disbanded the group and everything like that. But 
because of their individual talents from 10 to 5 to Grayson and Uno to Silver and Reynolds, you know, they have all widely overachieved in work rate oh, than, sure. than what I ever had for all of them. For like, sure. You know, and so to continuously, like you said, to continuously put this on, well, you know, we're all here because Brody wanted us here and things of that sort. It's like, yeah, that's why you are all here, but we've heard that story before. Now show us what happened in the last six to eight months that has made you guys this good, yeah. you know? It's, this over. Because yeah. they are. Evil Uno had one of the pops of the night at Double or Nothing. Yep. I love that walk with the hand behind the back and yep. the arm in the air. The It's like a waiter walk. I fucking love it. Yeah. Evil Uno is over as fuck with me. Has been since he stopped wearing the bad gear. <laughs> Uh, he was the first one that uh, that really benefited from a gear change. Yeah, absolutely. Could, couldn't have helped more. But, yeah. Uh, Miro, again, just generating heat from the corpse of a well-loved babyface. I'm sure they're going to give Evil Uno some stuff here. You know, not a straight squash, perhaps... 15% of this match will be very convincing Evil Uno offense. I'm sure he'll hit a Brody Uver too to pop the crowd. But you're not going to do anything foolish here. Evil Uno is not going to be the first Dark Order guy to win a TNT championship. Maybe down the line. I'll, I'll say sure. it. He could be a guy who could run a mid-card title, a tag title, something like that for a few months. But it's not now. It, and it's certainly not against Miro. Uh, who does retain here pretty clean, I would imagine. I don't think you need to do any shenanigans to get evil, you know, to get Miro a win over Evil Uno. I mean, I think you're probably going to get some shenanigans because you're seeing a lot of the. This might be where Team Handsome comes together for real against Dark Order because Dark Order's been coming out with all the Sting stuff. Yeah, so that, that would be fine. So maybe this is where you finally get the coronation of and a name change of what do they call themselves now? Men of the year. Men of the year. And I mean, Miro is the best man. Yeah. So it seems like, you know There seems to be some synergy there. Uh you know what I would like better than that? Fucking what? At the end of this match, Andrade comes out and oh. he just looks at Miro and he points at the TNT championship. Yeah. And that would be good. I love that. It, uh, you know, I was just thinking of how good my take was of when people said that Andrade was going to be the Joker. Yeah. And I said he's already got his match. There's no reason for him to show up as the Joker. And that's the only reason why I don't think that he's going to be coming out is because he already has his match. He has a match in a different company for not a AEW sanctioned title. I hear what you're saying. But, but it's though. allowing you to build that on our program now. Yep. You know? Agreed. With Andrade. And, hey, if you want to build some program with Kenny and Andrade, please, on this show, do it. Hey. Uh, let's get to the numbers. Do you have any idea what you're doing here? Yeah. Okay, go it's, ahead. But you, have you seen the numbers for yeah. the show the last couple of weeks? Nope. Do you want me to? Nope. Okay. 475. Over. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, because uh, I think the number last week was 462. like 462. Yeah. Uh, and you think this card, you just now said over, so you think this card's better than last week's? I think Andrade Buzz will get you a little bit more than you got last week. not even billed to appear on the show. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, people heard about that Andrade happened and that could get some eyes on the product. And just to, just for reference though, is Andrade. So AEW did a four sixty two. And granted, I will say my Twitter feed is pretty biased, but you didn't see money SmackDown tweets on a four sixty two number. Andrade lit up the internet, you know? Yeah, so. and, that, and that's what I'm saying. If that, if, if one in a hundred eyes that saw Andrade debut next week, or last week, watches this week, you get over 475, I think. Sure. Demographic, I think it was a .18 last oh, week. Golly. Ugh. I mean, that's what happens when Who we don't watch. Shit, you know? It's what happens when we don't watch and we don't put a podcast out, Tony. Your numbers drop categorically. <laughs> so, uh, I, I guess .19? 
Who gives a shit is the thing. Yeah. I'm going to say under. Okay. I'm just going to go for a clean sweep, clean sure. win, not have you. to do it. What's the challenge again? I'm TikTok gonna, dance. TikTok dance, yeah. I guess I'm going to perform. Bree already knows it. She'll be able to help me through it, I'm sure. For sure. Dear listener, we thank you so much for sticking with us over an episode. We were... <laughs> <laughs> That's the exact description of this episode. Yeah, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. You can find us on Twitter. I'm keeping it. You can find us on Twitter at Dirt Sheet Pod. I'm on Twitter at Tex Mahogany. Ryan's on Twitter at the GGRP, all caps. Uh, our music was done by Dom. You can listen to Dom's music at Skyhaven and Waste. They've been releasing new stuff. Uh, Waste specifically has new music coming out that has been very cool to listen to, even though it's not in my genre. Uh, our podcast art was done by Griffin. You can find Griffin on Twitter at Sugarless Pho. If it's not too much to ask, dear listener, uh, give us uh, a shout on your social media or, you know, a five-star rating and a review on whatever podcast app you use. Uh, that's the business for this week. Please join us next week for more Smart Wrestling Takes by Dumb Wrestling Marks.